0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3261 for Monday the 1st of February 2021. Today's show is entitled, HPR Community News for January 2021, and is part of the series, HPR Community News, it is hosted by HPR volunteers, and is about 60 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, HPR volunteers talk about shows released, and comments posted in January 2021.
2: Hi everybody. My name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today it's community news for January 2021. Joining me this afternoon is
0: Hi, it's Dave Morris from a sunny Edinburgh, would you believe? Uh, you had it you had snow there during the week. Yeah, yeah, we had we had about 2 or 3 inches of snow. Um probably yeah, at the beginning of the week and then it it's been raining solidly after that. So. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Interesting weather variety here. Cool.
2: We haven't had snow. We had one day of snow. That was it. Enough, actually. Yeah. Enough. I could Anyway, do for
0: those. It. Sorry. No, I can do without it. Like I said.
2: Exactly. Pleasant, picturesque, but uh, annoying after a while. So this is the HBR. This is HPR, Hacker Public Radio, the community podcast, and this is HPR Community News, where volunteers like myself and Dave get together and make sure that there's some feedback given on every show, and then we do any housekeeping that you need to be aware of for the coming month, as we always do. Dave, can you introduce the new host, please?
0: Yes, we have a new host this this month, which is wonderful. Trumpet John is our new host. So thank you, Trumpet John, for joining us. Excellent, excellent.
2: And so we start by going through the first show, which was uh, Linux Under Attack by Ahuka. And this was in the privacy and security um, section.
0: Yep, yep, it's... uh, Linux is more popular and is being attacked more. I think is the Indeed. is the, uh, the the message. But some some excellent uh, links here that you can follow to find out more about it. Um, great episode,
2: comments, important information. Thank you, thank you. Really useful and educational episode. I think uh, it's easy to not think about vulnerabilities, but it's so important to keep updated on the ones that are out there and to learn from trends. Thanks for the reminder
0: it's um it's one of these things that uh, um, we've maybe got a little bit complacent in the, the Linux world um, because not a lot has happened uh, in, in in years gone by so yeah it's an important message
2: yeah, I think on the other hand though there there has always been um, the philosophy that you update your Linux box all the time mm-hmm. and that it's it's a continual. Uh, upgrade path, and perhaps that's not enforced as much um, with Docker containers and stuff. Uh, so there may be a little bit more out of date. But that again is the the reason to maintain those base images and uh, yeah, uh, try and keep it as up to date as possible. Indeed. So again, no comments on the community news, Dave. This is this is unbelievable. <laughs> right. We're going to have to, uh, it was to, have to do something to, about that.
0: We had Tojo along with this uh, last month, so it was that was quite uh, yeah,
2: good. his fault. Very <laughs> good. Probably, yeah. However, there was plenty of comments about the eternal battle over how to run your Chromebook is about to begin. Squirrel versus the Alien. Chromebook discussions. Zenvloater 2 is the Squirrel. Tlatu is the Alien. Lots of comments on this one. Uh my first one was can you put in a link to the video please? <laughs> yes. I, he referred to the that he was doing the video the whole way during the, the show.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely yes, I'd forgotten that. He, he said, yes, it uh he said he was I assume he was uh, aiming for, for YouTube, but yeah, never said where it was gonna be or anything. Anyway, Klatou says, Cool skills. I'm impressed by your Chromebook skills. Teach me your ways.
2: Kevin O'Brien says, I
0: loved the show. Fabulous
2: show and interesting concept of using tattoos. show and adding to it. It was so interesting and I am working on my own follow-up to add to the conversation. I would love to hear more about the online video editing he was talking about. My own experiences with Kidian Live have not been that good for whatever reason.
0: Rito says, I like the concept there was the blog and then the podcast. Soon after V-blogs, video blogs, came up. While the podcast is or was to be a conversation between two or more people, the content on HBR is to me 96% more like an A-blog, an audio blog. While hearing Ken and Dave asking for more content, I would like to do that. But I do want to do a podcast or do I want to do... Uh, a podcast or an a blog so although they were not speaking with each other i liked the concept and content very cool yes the answer is do an a blog and put it up here as a podcast job done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the conversational bit is is interesting having conversations as part of, as a show is a good thing to have but to uh, I wouldn't have thought it's a it's a necessity, you know, unless less the particular subject warrants it, or the the group of people want to get together yeah. and talk about it, you know. But yeah, more more of those the better. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't feel that there's a a drive to uh, to 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 do them personally.
2: Yeah, but I think this was a nice way of uh, of <laughs> having a it to conversation i've often had that listening to a podcast where you're responding to the comments in the podcast mm-hmm.
0: and uh it was no, a, it, a
2: nice way of doing that
0: it was really well done too yeah it was it was uh it obviously took some work to uh, to to sort of slice things up and stop at the appropriate points to to come back with comments and stuff and yeah it it did push the uh, the conversation ahead quite a quite a bit interestingly
2: squirrels are innovating <laughs> okay, so next day, Pictor: a free and open r- radio astronomy, a discussion with the people that created the Pictor radio telescope and I loved this show, not just because it was Andrew Conway, but because this is such a cool concept
0: yeah, isn't it that they have actually created a radio telescope themselves which which is just they're just making available to the to the world and Wow, <laughs> um, Andrew said he'd uh, spoken to them or seen their presentation at Fosdem um, last year, which is which is fantastic. But uh, yeah, I don't understand all the technical side of it, but I, the, the 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 principle of it is brilliant.
2: The only thing I missed in this show was like a description of the telescope itself,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. for
2: that I needed to go to the uh, links in the show notes.
0: The Pictor site itself, I did have a look at that and it it does look yeah, I think they show show their, their, their model. I don't remember that it was a while ago I looked at it, but uh, I think that they, they've changed the, the layout of the the way that the um, the telescope is set up and stuff, so they show pictures of that. But wow. So it's a so one point
2: five metre diameter telescope with a focal ratio of point four one one for the prime focus radio. Not that that makes a lot of sense to me, but okay, cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pass me by, I'm afraid. But still, it's very, very interesting.
2: And nobody's yet to comment on that one. Uh, Next one was an interview I did with Ankos Holte de Horst of Freedom Internet. And there are two comments. Uh, I'll do Kevin's. Kevin says, I'm jealous. I wish I had an ISP as good as that where I came from.
0: Uh And I said, because I thought this one really did want an actual comment, great show for lifting the spirits. Wow, I'm enormously impressed by Freedom Internet. This is how businesses should be run. Thanks for this great interview.
2: The uh, summary of the show, I just realized I didn't give you a summary. don't like to give summaries of shows that I've done myself, but uh, I had switched to freedom internet and then i was on to the help desk and they were getting DDoSed and i i think i was the first one to report it and i was just so impressed when they were going hold on a second and that you could hear them shouting across the room hey you aware of that hold on let me check yeah i think we're being DDoSed. hold on and then i said well there's no point being on the phone and then you know you're talking to real people going through real real life stuff at the time and then just can i speak to your ceo yeah of
0: course yeah brilliant (laughs) this is reality this is this the way it should be all the front end crap and the well it's going to be ais or probably still is ais in many cases and then call centers in some faraway place, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to keep the customer away from the the actual service providers. It's just not there. It's just brilliant. So there's
2: kind of two ways of doing it. Either you provide such a good service that nobody's providing, uh, nobody's calling you, or you provide a service where you prevent people from calling you, complaining about your bad service. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's a lot of that. (laughs) I go for the former all the time. I talk mm-hmm. uh, next day was operator talking about tips on electricity, an ad hoc show uh, about how to socket and three way switches work. Do you want to do this? The comments on
0: this? This is a comment from Paul Quirk who says, show warning, electricity can kill you and burn down your house. Before doing any electrical work, please be sure to follow local codes and safety procedures according to the authority that has jurisdiction in your area. And being a professional electrician, then he he, uh, he has authority in this regard.
2: Yeah, I think, although in fairness, when I was listening to that, not as an electrician thinking about how he got shocked, I am... I, I was saying to myself, that's that's dangerous right there, what you're doing. So uh, having gotten shocked myself in a similar way and learning my lessons, yeah. So be careful with, uh, with electricity.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think maybe many of us have had that sort of experience, um, hopefully in a, in, a, in a minor way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is damn dangerous. And it, it's not necessarily a case of you not knowing what you're doing, but it just... The, the traps that, that can exist in yep. electrical systems and, uh, you know, the, the, the experience you don't necessarily have that, that would tell you, oh, doing that is going to be dangerous. You could be blah, 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 you know. So- yeah, and also you're tempted to make assumptions like,
2: oh, I have um, a three, three switches in the kitchen for various different lights. And one of those switches... I know for sure was unpopulated because I needed I wanted to put the under cabinet lighting in there and never actually got around to it. So I unscrewed it in order to put the lighting switch in there and then discovered that it was there were wires in there and not only were the wires in there but they're live and not only that but I have no f- clue where they're going in the house. So okay, I'm going to get I'm getting an electrician in to have a look at this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got similar stuff in my house. Uh, if um, sometimes something will trip a breaker uh, in the kitchen area, particularly because my the kitchen's got an extension to it, and I think whoever did the extension did did things in a rather weird way, so the breaker mm-hmm. goes and some lights go out and a few sockets go out, but the rest stay on. So, who in earth, how on earth, that's been organised? I do not know. And boy, I really do believe that. I, I want to know where which breaker controls every socket and light and whatever. That, uh, for the for the future. So that, that's a project I either I don't think I'm going to do. I'm going to get a proper electrician yeah. in to do.
2: Two uh, two pieces of good advice. One is always assume that the devil loads an empty gun is number one, and number <laughs> two, always assume that somehow it's going to be light, an electrical socket's going to be light.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Okay, moving on. Alex Cast, freeing the Fairphone Three. This was a show by our good friend. To be frank, and has a new podcast, which we uh, premiered a version of here. And Kevin says, "I loved the show. This was a great show. I hope to hear more." So brilliant! Well done. Uh, mm, to be mm, frank, yes, it's nice it a nice new podcast coming along. Yes, it Go was
0: great, it. and I enjoyed. I enjoyed listening to this. Plus, also the the information in there looked looked really appropriate. Um, I submit I'm about time, about ready for a new phone, and a Fairphone three might be the might be the answer for me. Don't know. There's a
2: uh, a new spare pine phone rolling around there in the UK somewhere. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> in so, in the bag that of passes to? my door. <laughs> aye, aye. I don't think so, uh, yes I'd quite like to own a pine phone just just as to play with but I don't know whether I want to make it my, my phone phone But
2: I uh, ordered a pine phone and it uh, they were having, after I ordered it I saw that they were having delivery delays and then three months later I saw a blog post saying that all our delivery delays are sorted so then I had a look to see where my phone was and It had entered Amsterdam, so that was fine. I was waiting for my phone, and then I looked again. It had left Amsterdam and arrived in England, and (laughs) it's up in Suffolkshire somewhere, and my phone has been delivered. Well done. Uh, Only problem is it's not (laughs) been delivered to me. (laughs) So So it
0: turned into somebody else's phone along the way or something? Yeah,
2: I don't know. I I haven't been able to get in contact with uh, any of the PinePhone people to guess. uh, sort of redress on it you know on the other yeah. hand on one hand I know they're good guys and yeah this is just a pain in the ass to to sort out but um, if it was if at least it went to somebody worthy you know to, <laughs> I go okay well at least I donated a phone to somebody yeah. you know I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that, as Tlatu has said many times not always in my life have I been able to be so generous but now thankfully for a period of time I am I would give the phone to somebody, but
0: <laughs> it's just sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you get that result.
2: Uh, so, so the next day, our first show by Trumpet John, uh, Sunday morning automotive routine. And I was just thinking of that today as I went and fueled my wife's car up something i've done in many many years but uh, she has she needs a car now for her work so
0: yep yeah yeah excellent so uh, it's my turn to read the comment i'll read kevin o'brien's comment excellent he says it's always good to hear from a new host and i love the routine he has and uh, yeah it's it's a good thing i quite like the idea that he makes a, a list and works his way through it that's, that's the way my brain works too because otherwise i'd I'd sort of do all that stuff and realize, oh, I forgot to put fuel in the car or pump the tires or something. Yeah. Having checklists is is a brilliant way to to approach it. So yeah, I felt for that one. Yeah, good. Excellent. Liked it very much.
2: And also that you do regular maintenance and stuff because cars are complicated things. And if you do preventative maintenance, it's uh, amazing how much easier your life is if you take that time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Indeed.
2: The next day, Beezy keeps throwing in surprises at us, doesn't he? Now just SARS COVID-2 detection by PCR and explanation. And I think I'll go with Norris's comment here because I I tend to agree with it. Is Beezy a genius? Ask if a masterclass on it wasn't enough. Now he gives us a detailed explanation on PCR testing. Thank you for this episode. It was incredibly interesting.
0: Kevin O'Brien says, another fantastic show. I suspect Be Easy has some serious scientific training because he does a good job on this. A common misconception I've heard from some people is that the mRNA vaccines might change DNA. and It, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work that way. DNA is what produces RNA, not the other way around. So, yeah. Cool. It was brilliant. I really enjoyed this show. Um, I they haven't there's no pcr when i was doing science but i know that um has got uh, a degree in uh, microbiology because we chatted about it in our last uh, H- in our last uh, ork show and he was uh, we realized we were both trained biologists so only my training was was many many uh, decades before well, not many but several decades before his so uh, yeah so pcr's pretty cool my daughter's done a bit of uh, pcr work as a as an undergrad, um, and it tried to explain it to me. I didn't absorb as much as I did from Yeezy's explanation. So <laughs> ooh, probably ooh. me. If you yeah, well, not, you know, isn't. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's because dads are thick and uh, and daughters yeah, don't necessarily yeah, true, uh, yeah. appreciate this. So so yeah. <laughs> no, it was very good. It was re- it was really well explained. Um, I, mRNA was, I think. It was its use was discovered in about nineteen sixty eight nine something like that. It's all about ribosomes and how mRNA is processed by ribosomes to make protein and all that stuff. So that was the point I was learning science. <laughs> so all this has happened since I got my degree to some to some some extent. So, so yeah, that's my excuse. Your Honour, and that's why. I don't know nothing about it.
2: Okay, the next day we had the big Linux in-laws peep show. The two chaps go full Monty and reveal it all. And there was one comment by operator. "Greets, Greetings and a great show. You all rock. Now we got kernels that are like a terabyte. Oh, you need something. Yeah, man, just turned... All those kernel mods on, everything is fine. I just discovered nethogs in Linux, um, along with uh, uh, tmux zi, or zi, have a dashboard that shows GPU, CPU, network stats, and PIDs. So uh, he gives some commands, tmux space three, space pane, space failed, safe, failed sauce, okay. Uh, Pkill dash Tmux uh, Tmux new session uh, ASTF my window bathtub split window split window select pane t blah it's all in the show notes so I'm sure that is completely safe to copy <laughs> and paste it.
0: <laughs> that's like a Tmux. Uh, I don't use Tmux. I use um, no, screen. Uh, uh, screen. But uh, I've looked at Tmux and it's sort of similar. And that looks like a config file where you're creating a a window with a thing in, and then you're splitting it and putting um, yeah. putting different applications running out of the out of the small small windows and stuff. That's yeah. oh, very cool. Yeah.
2: I'm sure now that we've both said we're running screen, um, that there are people with throbbing veins going, Tmux is better, Tmux is better. Yes, yes, Emacs is also better, but <laughs> I still use...
0: Better than something. I'm not sure what. But, uh... yeah. Oh, don't start.
2: <laughs> anyway, moving on. So as my mother used to say when we would get uh, into a fight. Sandwich. Changing the subject. Uh, anyway, GIMP. Getting started with layers. A hookah's series on the GIMP. And layers are definitely something you need to know about if you're doing anything with uh, any graphical application to be honest any graphics program
0: yes as as always with um, with uh, Kevin's um, shows, I've probably come. Across some of the things he talks about and tinkered with it without much of an understanding, and he suddenly points out what <laughs> he's doing the, uh you probably don't really understand this. <laughs> well, that's how I interpret it, anyway. So uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. and he he is definitely pointing things in the in the right direction for, for somebody who uh, who's who's you know skipped a few lessons perhaps and could do with a bit of a catch up
2: revision course, indeed. Indeed, Windigo and his Mrs. Hon. Honey Who discussed their views on alcohol. I liked this show. It's, Not just because I took opposing views uh, to, you know, they had previously done a show on uh, tattoos, which mm-hmm. I now, yeah. which now I now for some reason have associated with fixing a fence panel in my back garden because that's what I was doing when I was listening to
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Happy times, happy times. Happy times.
2: <laughs> um, but this one I was listening to, and I was thinking, yes, I actually, uh, I actually, my wife and I would have the same opposing views on tattoos and the same opposing views on alcohol. Um, but in this case, the other way round switched. So brilliant mm, mm.
0: very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh I find it fascinating to to listen to the the different arguments um for for and against and sort of agree with 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 both quite a quite a lot actually so uh, yes i i've i have i have had my experiences with alcohol when I was younger, but I really don't want to have any more like that so, no, exactly, so, yeah. so, <laughs> so it's, it's i can see both sides of that.
2: Although my wife, for some reason, has gone to the extreme trouble of cooking some Irish stew, which I will tell you is her interpretation of an Irish stew, which is, is, you know, the the stew that your mum makes that you think is the best stew in the world. Mm -hmm. My wife makes better stew, it has to be said. (laughs) (laughs) It's like proper Irish stew with vegetables and stuff. So I went out and bought a, a can of Guinness to go with it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's the perfect thing yes absolutely wow so it's gonna be forward fun to eating at now. your house yes yes yeah. indeed indeed what do you oh. eat with some irish stew what what's the what's the normal thing to or is it a meal in itself or do it's you eat it's, ju- with it?
2: it's just like um basically i think goulash and every country in the world has a form of it basically it's a thicker soup with bits of meat and stuff in it that's Mm -hmm. i don't think there's any real defined recipe to be brutally honest and if you're an irish person tearing your hair out over there chill out record a show prove them wrong (laughs) go on then why don't you
0: it was um we we would eat a lot of that sort of stuff when i was a kid and um dumplings were the thing that were often um provided with such a, a meal i've seen many people it was a Canadian um, cooking show I looked at recently, where they were making a sort of giant dumpling to sit on top of their equivalent to an Irish stew type of thing. And uh, mm. yeah, you know, had just a- just a bit of a bit of carbohydrate to eat with your with your your meat. Yeah, and yeah, stuff.
2: yeah. Never had a uh, dumpling until I went to the United Kingdom pub, the Swan and something mm. something something. Inevitably, they. Uh, Yep, used to it's... go for a walk and then have our lunch there and then uh, come home. Okay, yes.
0: Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. More, more recipes, please. <laughs>
2: and more, uh, more discussion shows. Like them, like them, I do, indeed. Following day, CRVS. Yes, there was one comment to this show, and I know that because I wrote it. And that comment was, I am using this today. Thanks a million in Bash.
0: <laughs> yes, well, thanks a million times. Trending towards a million. <laughs> indeed it is. so basically what it is for those who didn't
2: listen to the show if you deal with uh, JSON at all, you will know by now no doubt, of JQ as a means of querying and extracting uh, stuff from that which you can then pipe into bash scripts and set up grep on it and if you're stuck with the poor man's um, markup file YAML (laughs) You can, poking Dave, poking Dave, <laughs> you can then convert it to a sane format, JSON, and uh, all will be well. And in fact, you can also convert it to XML, although why you would do that
0: is beyond me. Yes, yes. Well, I, I um, YAML is the oldest, I think, probably of the three, is it? Um, I certainly used YAML first. Then there was no JSON. Then I used XML and hated it, but it did get, yeah. job, get the job done. Um, and then Jason's really nice. And JQ, you, you pointed me in the direction of JQ some years ago, and I've been using it ever since. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very cool thing. Yeah, very it's, nice.
2: Uh, yeah, JQ should do uh, more shows on that, says so he, owning himself a show. It's uh,
0: the principles of it are. Fairly straightforward, but it's one of those things, that the actual uh, nested structure of a piece of JSON can be mm. really complex. And, you know, to write generic stuff that will get... The uh, get get a specific piece out where you don't necessarily know the structure is uh, is an interesting interesting challenge. So knowing more about the the cool aspects of it because there's loads and loads of functions in it, isn't it? Um, yeah, would would be a very helpful thing to have. I think if anybody wants to do that, fine. <laughs> anybody
2: who wants to beat me to it, that's also fine because uh, I'm just starting a assembling a sort of. Um, page with cheat, you know, cheat sheet on JQ. Mm,
0: Cool, yes.
2: Enigma introduces one of his favorite Python modules, Pandas. Who doesn't like Pandas? And this turns out to be a way to import uh, CSV, Excel, and SQL into Python.
0: Yes, uh, be easy comments saying, new info, even for me. I've been using Pandas and NumPy for years and didn't know about np.select from your code example. That's definitely going to come in handy. So I think that's the um, the, the ability to do SQL queries out of it, isn't it, to, to grab wow. the data? I had a wee look at it, and my son, I should say, is currently doing a um, computer science MSC, which involves... Uh, artificial intelligence stuff and he says they're using um, pandas all the time to pr- pull data in and reformat and do stats on it because it got stats capabilities and also then feed it to uh, tensorflow and all these other magic things that, uh, that that you find in the world of ai so so he gives it to uh, many many points out of a million <laughs> excellent
2: Markdown Editor Retext. This is a Mr. X show. And I, I like this one as well, because it make, uh, he's referring to the HPR website. And I don't know what it is, but uh, people can't seem to write HTML. I don't know why, Dave. And one of those people tends to be me. It's rather simple.
0: <laughs> but it's, this might be the solution. It's simple, but also it's got lots of nasty traps in it. You know, the the ordering of tags. The one that that I uh, see people doing is they want to um, put a a, a pre tag around pre tags around a bit of text because they want it to be shown with the formatting they provided. And they want it to they want to put a code Put code tags around it as well, so you get the font that uh, that comes with with the, those tags. And um they put them in the wrong order. It's got to be pre code, not code pre. If you put yep. code pre in there, it gets it gets rejected by a, an HTML checker. um Browsers, on the whole, don't care because they're very forgiving. But if it ever goes through a filter, like Uploading to the Internet Archive, it will be rejected, and and or at least it was. I haven't actually tested that lately, but they 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 would throw away HTML that didn't conform at one point. Yeah. So, yeah, important stuff.
2: Well, for the stuff that we do, I think uh, you know if you use something like ReFlow, it's fine, and then the HTML that it produces should be fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Retext, yeah, you yeah, know what you mean? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, we had a wee chat about this, Mister X, and I when we did a did a, a conversational show back in eighteen. Oh no, I don't know when it was, but uh, we we talked about it, and uh, yeah, and it's 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 really good. It's a nice, easy way again into markdown, indeed.
2: Right. So next one was a garage door part two by operator. Choose the season to be coughing, and. Uh, Doing some other stuff with his uh, garage door. No comments yeah. on that.
0: This this garage door scared me the first time and has done mm. the second time with all these springs, hellish big springs with it, with a lot of uh, um, energy stored in them. <laughs> he did yeah. comment about what happens when one breaks, and that really that really does sound horrendous. But still, have to have to be have to have them. So. Yeah. Did he? Did he resolve his problem? I couldn't. I can't remember whether he managed to fix it or not. I believe he did, but I could be wrong. Mm, mm. Anyway, very
2: good. So the next day we had an update from JWP uh, about MS Teams, COVID nineteen, Raspberry Pi four hundred, Raspberry Pi four with eight gig running CentOS.
0: Yeah, very good. Nice to hear from JWP and. Uh, He's very much into Raspberry Pis these days, obviously.
2: Yeah, they're actually quite. Uh, I've got a. I've got one here next. Uh, I had a Raspberry Pi three next to my screen just to, to do some stuff as a second screen. You know, here, on all my right, set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's now a Raspberry Pi four with eight gigs of RAM, and I use it to you know to have my work calendar and Citrix and stuff on there. But it's also running in Nextcloud. Instance locally on the, on a, my personal intranet and other stuff. And it's chooching along, near a problem. It yeah. It really is yeah. quite good. And I can do video conferences and stuff on it as well, if necessary. Oh,
0: wow. I've not used one in that as a sort of desktop um, a replacement or adjunct or whatever. I've got one on the shelf above my head here with the running uh, magic mirror. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, it's a three it's a three A. You remember the three A Yeah I do, yeah, yeah. The one with 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 no Wi Fi and stuff like that. That's, that just runs day in, day out. Um and a bunch of other ones on the shelf above the shelf which I never touch. I just SSH into them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing beside me at the moment actually is a is a Raspberry Pi Pico. Which? Uh, oh, which we're was... looking forward to your show on that, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I've yet moving on I've, to the next. <laughs> i just, I just set up the cross compiler last night, so I could uh, write, a, put an example thing on it. But I haven't done it yet. That's, that's going to be later today, probably.
2: Excellent. I look forward to hearing to the, hearing that series.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, it will be loads of people who uh, contribute to that. It'll be good.
2: Yep. Uh, lack of diversity in Linux and other so open source communities. I consider some reasons that there is a lack of diversity when it comes to open source communities. First comment is by Be Easy. I can relate. Don't worry, you're not the only black host on the HPR. I've got plenty of stories just like yours. I can relate to your experience. Mm,
0: Tony Hughes says the lack of diversity in Linux. Hi, Swift. I just wanted to say thank you for your show. It's always good to hear things from the perspective of the person who any community finds hard to reach. I know this is not a simple issue, and there are many reasons why different communities do not mix, but hearing your experience and thoughts on the issue was very refreshing. Thank you for a very thoughtful episode, Tony Hughes.
2: Thanks, Tony, for that.
0: Beza says, thoughts on the-
2: Thoughts on diversity. Hi, Swift. Really enjoyed your show. If you look at the representation of the black community in the wider community of Linux and FOSS, then I think you are definitely on to something. However, there are a great number of non white contributors to FOSS projects all over the world, particularly on the Indian subcontinent. I would, I think, it would, I think, be a shame if anybody new to Linux and FOSS felt that there was any kind of bias against or any favor for. Any racial group, not that I think you are suggesting that there is. Because communication between contributors on projects often takes place using text based messaging, for the most part, we probably have no idea what the people we're corresponding with look like or are like as people. Everyone is as good as their contributions, which is just as it should be. You made the point that if you had not told the listeners of your uh, racial background, nobody uh, would likely have known from your voice or accent. Absolutely right. So it's entirely possible that could be the case with a number of other HPR contributors. Women, though, have far more distinctive voices, so I think it's indisputable that of the 3,000 plus HPR shows, the number submitted by women is pitiful. Diversity takes many forms, so I think there is at least as big an issue with gender diversity in Linux Floss as there is in ethnicity. I think in terms of diversity problems, hints at there being a conscious effort to attract or exclude certain groups. I honestly don't think that's the case in the Linux Floss world but there can be no doubt that broadening its appeal as widely as possible across society can only bring benefit at every level I agree with all of that except the last one Uh, here in HPR we are definitely uh, making conscious efforts to attract uh, non-white people with beards I am Constantly doing my best uh, anytime I come across anything that will be of interest to hackers. And unfortunately, it's proving very difficult to, to do that. Um, don't know why. But uh, yeah, any help at all would be uh, grateful. If you can do your bit, you as a host, by uh, getting more people involved would be absolutely awesome. Um and people have promised me shows. You know who you are, and they have not sent them in. You know who you are. So uh, <laughs> there you go. But we will wait the ten years that is required for to for procrastination to work its way through.
0: Mm. Yes, yes. Well, I, I just my two penneth on this show. I thought it was very, very good indeed. I was. Um, amazed at how well it was uh, put together and the, the points were explained and it it I guess I have a certain level of ignorance about w- what it's like if you are uh, in an ethnic group that somehow or other is not expected to be involved in this sort of stuff mm-hmm. it seems seems ridiculous it seems disgusting it seems appalling but it exists, and uh, and it was it was good to to for me to know a bit, uh, get a different point of view, as somebody said. Get that sort absolutely, of absolutely, yeah. Point of view. And I thought it was uh, brilliantly done. Yeah, okay,
2: and thankfully there's another show on that coming up next month, so give people more opportunity to come to- mm. Very good. Uh, Linux Professional Institute, an interview with Evan Leib- Le- Evan from the LPI. <laughs> I give up. were <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Yes, Leibovic. I've actually heard that name many times. Uh, who's Who was the last? Yay! I did the last
0: one. Comment. You did, you did. Beans is, I get a nice short one. Kevin O'Brien says, I love the show, great show, and I'm promoting it on my social media. And uh, yeah, cool. I I it was in, I mean, the LPI is quite an impressive organisation. I must admit to very. to having very little knowledge about how it's constructed and how it came to be, and the sort of people behind it. So it was it was uh, quite a revelation, as far as I'm concerned. And what what
2: I really liked about it was the fact that your uh, certifications don't expire; that they continue on. Mm-hmm. That's uh, actually quite something that frustrates me a lot about you know the certifications that you get for uh for companies with their proprietary products that they you know, if one was to work really hard at us then oh th- that certification is no good anymore because you need the blah, 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 version two thing has just come out so all your certification from before is you know completely wasted
0: great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. built-in obsolescence is uh,
2: alive and well next cloud is the next show, The Easy Way by Archer72. And I don't know if you picked that because I had submitted a show which isn't out there yet, but actually this works out quite well because you get the installation. My, blah, 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 blah. My show is called Next Cloud The Hard Way. And he did Next Cloud,
0: <laughs> The Easy Way. Which is you know? I brilliant. hadn't actually spotted that. That was very good. Yes. 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 So th- this is good. This is, this
2: is actually good because it's. Uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that I come across in my show, if you follow through here, it won't deviate too much, and you'll it'll. It's re- I'm really glad that this that Archer sent in the show. It's also got pictures and all sorts. Mm, so very good.
0: Mm, mm. He was uh, his show was a challenge to me because my uh, picture management. Capabilities ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were broken uh, by this because I'd written stuff which was fairly simplistic. You know, you know how you do a will solve this immediate problem. Uh, I'll worry about it when a bigger problem comes. Like, well, this was the bigger problem. No, that's no no reflection on Archer seventy two. That was just because I'd done a crap job in the first place. By <laughs>
2: definition of bigger problem was somebody not thinking like you do, Dave.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh so yeah, so I've written I've rewritten that code and it, it it did manage to do, I think, a better better job than the original well the, the original one would have failed totally with this, but uh, so yeah. Yeah, it was good it was a good challenge. So I'm happy about that. And hopefully it turned out looking as he had hoped. So yeah.
2: Cool. Free public domain creative commons assets. This is part of the GIMP and it's uh Huka Kevin again giving us some resources where we can find creative commons stuff. Um Artwork actually. Images and fonts. And even if you're not following along with the GIMP episode this is one that you definitely should uh, come across. A lot of these sites uh I have used for doing birthday party posters and stuff like that. So <laughs> so uh, it's always always good
0: mm, mm, yeah it's 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 very relevant i had hadn't quite appreciated what a minefield this whole area was and uh, uh kevin uh, explains that and also gives some good um pointers to to how you can avoid the, the pitfalls which is fantastic
2: so there were two uh that was the shows for this month there were two other comments uh on shows from previous months and this first one was from Mark uh, Lavelle uh, about, on the show, the state of Linux audio apps in 2020 from Pat and uh, Claudio. Jack and Pulse Audio. Jack can work with Pulse Audio. I use it by default. Ubuntu Studio provides all the required configurations and tools to use Jack with Pulse Audio along with a low-level kernel. And he provides a link. I'm not waiting for PipeWire. pipe wire and i tried to set up that dave on a chromebook and baiting my head against the wall dave until i discovered that my sound card wasn't working so yes
0: oh oh that is not good no no i think uh, just just to just to break in and say M- Mark Lavallee, I think, because he had an accent on his E, which, oh, uh, yeah. which caused our RSS feed to break. Um, because you can't have accents on letters in titles in the way it's. Convenient. Yes, I need but. to fix that. Yes, but, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> that's just between you and me, really. Thanks, a private, thanks for private uh, channel. Uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <you>. Finger <laughs> points the one over there. listening yes, to this. He's the one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I just think getting people's names right is really important. Unfortunately, I had to take the accent off to make it work. Uh, so, yeah. Why bother
2: getting people's names right when you know I'm going to butcher them anyway, Dave?
0: (laughs) Did you want to say more about
2: this? Because I think I might have interrupted you. No, I think a good comment. And it is good to know that it should work. Uh, It's depressing to know that it doesn't work on my particular laptop. This, again, is the story of my life, Dave. Everybody (laughs) else, follow the three-step tutorial. Click next, next, next. Ken, no! 14
0: hours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, these things happen. Anywho. So the other comment was from um, on a show by John Culp um, from December cloning hard drive with Clonezilla. And Jezra commented on Blabber. Hi, John. It's been a while since any development work has been done on Blather. The code base was ported to newer versions of Python, GTK, QT, and Pocket Sphinx in 2017. Unfortunately, it would appear that every Linux distro is missing something that is required for the new version. And my primary Blather machine, Debian 11, still runs the old version of Blather with all the old libraries installed. It's a depressing situation, Harumph, he says.
2: That is sad.
0: Yeah. Yep. The, the fact that cool things sort of deteriorate and become non-functional, through well, no case, fault of your own. You know, it's just he's just, got <laughs> new
2: versions ready. It's just the distros haven't caught up. So maybe there is hope here. Mm,
0: mm, maybe mm. Uh, it will. A few bugs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyway, so I've often wanted to use blather and uh, still would. Yeah, me too, me too. Never quite got around to to install it and do anything with it, but if it does come back to life again, I would definitely use it.
2: So mailing list has been quite quiet. Uh, Josh, our kind provider host here on HPR and also provider of wonderful services on anonesthost.com. Uh, notified us that he needed to move us to another uh GitLab server, and we're all moved over now at this point.
0: Yep, we're using Gitty Gitty, is it called? Yes, G I T E A, which I'm not quite sure how you pronounce that, it. but it's a, it's, it's a perfectly fine um uh Git for what we're s- doing, anyway. yeah, yeah, so I think um, doesn't have all the features that GitLab does, but then we never use them anyway, so. That's probably probably uh, cheaper to, to run from his point of view. Actually I'd quite like to install it on a Raspberry Pi and see how I get on with it, actually. It, I have my own local repository, which I crafted the uh, the easy way. I just put in files on a on a on a shared machine. Um but yeah, that'd be fun.
2: So uh do you want to give us an update on the tags then and summaries
0: and stuff? The community calendar, by the way, Fosdem is sixth oh, yeah. and seventh, isn't it? So, uh, and it, it's all—it's it's, going to be. I think everybody has to record their um, talks so they're available very, very quickly, um, possibly simultaneously with the presentation. I'm—I'm I'm not quite clear about that, but it's, it would be well worth tracking because it looks like there's some great content there. So um, I was looking at that today with a view to latching on to some of the uh, some of the talks remotely. Yeah,
2: sorry, I'm now completely browsing the Fostem website. <laughs> okay, ignore me. As
0: you do, as you do,
2: as you do. Um, Might actually the, be work. Might mm-hmm. be an idea to have up that to do a mumble server thing during the day of Fostem. Wonder what people be interested in that. Well, and just kind of idea. following yeah. along type mm-hmm. thing.
0: Mm-hmm. We, um, when you were at FOSDEM last year, and I was, I, I didn't make it remotely. Yeah. Um, we, we, we. Uh, I was watching some of the stuff remotely, but I was also chatting with everybody over Telegram. But <laughs> <laughs> and was, Dave, where is this? Yeah, you were asking me. <laughs> yeah, there's a few <laughs> spots open. <laughs> you were asking me where to go for for, for dinner and stuff as well. As if I could remember where where we went <laughs> the previous year. <laughs> it was quite quite heartening that you thought I could. But uh, well, it. I had a hope you would go restaurants near Foster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't make it harder yeah, than it to be.
0: I was trying to go by my memory, which I found was, was pretty crappy. Well. Nah,
2: you don't want to do that all, so
0: Rich. <laughs> so anyway, tags and summaries. Have you finished? Uh, yeah, yeah first Tags and summaries. Yeah. Tags and summaries. We had three come in from Windigo. I again failed to to do any this month, but uh, Windigo was very kind and sent in three updates. So uh, thank you, Windigo, for that.
2: Cool. That's uh, and they're now up on the main page.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. During that period, we split the page where the the tags uh, live, where the information about what needs to be done, it lives. But it also contained a uh, a big chunk of stuff about all the tags known to the system and which shows uh, use them. And I've split that away uh, to a uh, a separate page. Um, which uh, you can access from the main main menu. So, and that's that's yep. really good. That all seems to be working and set up. Uh, I just update the two simultaneously when I when I uh, create the uh, do an update with new tags and stuff. So yeah, all seems to be fine. It's
2: fascinating uh, browsing through here. The looking at a topic that yeah, bash. You expect that to be quite popular. But I didn't think electronics would be as popular as it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's full of surprises. Encryption? Mm-hmm.
2: Fediverse is quite, you know, that would be Yahuca's show. He did a series. Sorry, I'm not, you can all browse this page and, on your own, <laughs> but this has actually been very, very useful for,
0: uh,
2: uh, very useful for, um, if you are looking for something, where did, where did that come up?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm one of our um contributors to the tags said how, how do i know which tags to use when i'm adding tags to a to a show how can i find out what tags have been used in the past so that prompted me to create that that page so uh, so i can't remember who it was um thanks to them anyway but maybe i should find out for next next time round so i can say who it was
2: the silence, which will have been truncated, is me browsing down the website. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there is there is something about doing that. It's fascinating, it? actually. Yeah, it yeah. just really is. I think did I put links in so you could jump back to the top easily? Cause yeah, there's you an did, in, yeah. index. Yeah, there's an index at the top so you can find things beginning with letters at very least. So, who yeah.
2: the hell put polymer elect- electrolytic capacitors? <laughs> Yeah, and my Bill, who else?
0: <laughs> good, good stuff, yep. Just so you want to know about them, that's where to go.
2: Fandle, 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 Randall Schwartz is the tag. Fantastic, Dave. Brilliant work. Thanks, Windigo, also. Anything yes, else that we missed, Dave, in our quest? I, I was thinking um, about about uh, what JWP said in the show about freedom. And that oh, yes. uh, oh, yes. that it was uh, uh, that it was. I was thinking a lot about it actually. That it was hard for him, uh, and I get to to deal with the lockdowns and stuff. But he was doing it, which is to be rewarded. And then I was thinking, with freedom comes duty, and then with duty comes freedom. Uh, particularly in relation to this COVID thing, I I think uh, that was my personal stance on it. And especially when you see. Uh, uh, people uh, in the other room my wife is working in in the care sector and it's been a rough week there and uh, as i go on my daily exercise regardless of the time of day uh, we live beside the graveyard and basically it seems to be there's always a funeral going on at the moment mm. um, so it's maybe not visible to everybody but it is going on and I know it's hard, but uh, that's the element of of duty uh, coming out. This is my this is the views of me, Ken Fallon. Not to be mistaken for Hacker Public Radio at all. Uh, this is just my personal views. That that uh, and then I was thinking from my 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 slight interest in in academic in not academic, my slight private interest in history that I can't think of any quest for freedom that hasn't required somebody to get do doing their duty in air quotes, whether you'd agree with the duty that has been done or not is another thing. And then then Dave, I was going, well where else do we use freedom? In 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 the whole free open source community, the whole freedom thing. And if you take it from the point of view that you have freedom and then you have to do your duty, this is why it's the giving back to the community thing. That's the duty there Dave- uh-huh, uh-huh. and when somebody doesn't respect that you know somebody uh, comes and starts strip mining <laughs> strip mining uh, the uh, the hPR or not the HPR community but the free and open source community yes they're allowed to do that because that is the freedom that they've been given but their duty is that you fulfill your duty for the freedom that you that has been given to you does that make sense an interesting it, angle i'm sure plateau or somebody else would have be able to do a more succinct and deep episode on that topic mm, i expect mm, a yeah. series of shows coming in
0: <laughs> i i struggle to find the the words i have to say it's a, it's it's, it's it, there's a responsibility is a word i i guess i would use you know there's a there's a sort of morality and responsibility involved with the open source stuff that you don't know. It's open. You can go and use it, but you don't go and wreck things as, as a consequence. And the, um, yep, the lockdown yep. things got that element to it as well. You know, it's, it's a bit like the problem with typhoid Mary, who was spreading typhoid mm. uh, and, and she had to be, constrained though she could have been talked to and asked not to do the things that she did but she refused and went ahead and and killed a lot of people as a consequence you know it's uh, it's which one are you are, are you typhoid mary or are you somebody who is uh, who takes responsibility <laughs> and said okay i could have this horrible thing it's not bothering me but i could have it and it could be spreading it so you know perhaps i, sh- I should take steps so that i don't um and that's the you know, that message uh, behaves if you have the coronavirus is, is what some some uh, publicity is saying, isn't it? So it's, that's how, probably yep. how I see it.
2: But, uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and if we don't get to come on some this show, Dave, I will be very, very disappointed, people. <laughs> and if your come yes. and succeed, the amount of, uh, if they get too long, then... Far better to do a show on the topic. Indeed, indeed. Prove us wrong. Okay, with that, I'm going to go and see where my dinner is because I've been looking forward to
0: it all week. (laughs) Irish stew. Ah,
2: Irish stew and a few pints.
0: (laughs) Ah, Excellent. Good stuff, good stuff. I'll enjoy.
2: All right, everybody, uh, remember to send us in some shows. Let's see. Let's have a look at the, uh, the old queue there. Which you can access on any page on HPR by going pressing the upload button. Not looking too good there, Dave. Not looking too good at all. Plenty no, of free no. spots. It uh, far too much blue for my liking. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, peeps. If you've got uh, if you've got shows, great. If you've got a whole series of shows, pop them up there. Leave two weeks in between. Try and fill out the spots uh let me give you the guidelines again the guidelines as we're hpr we are not uh, going to dictate what you do the guidelines are you must well this one's a bit of a rule to be honest you must have your audio recording ready to upload before you pick the slot yeah otherwise you're going to have the slot and it's going to be freed up always try and fill any free slots that are available in the upcoming two weeks and if the queue is filling up, then please consider leaving some free slots for contributors. So that would mean, for example, week, I don't know, 11 is is completely open. So that would be a good place to dump in your show. Uh, if you have a non-Urgent show, you can find an empty week and schedule it then. And if you're uploading a series of shows, consider scheduling one every two weeks. Oh. And there are exceptions to all of these things, but uh, they would typically go through the mail list. And if you're not on the mail list, you should join, for it is where we receive our commands, Dave.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
2: Anyway, uh, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of...
0: Hacker Public Radio. 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 <laughs>